Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and we are here tonight to recap tonight's Sunday night episode of Big Brother 24. Uh, and uh, and with us to do it, we have some very special guests, uh, a trio on the podcast. Uh, Asia, how you doing, Asia? I'm doing well. I have my household here with me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to show Pepper, who is always in the picture. She's two. And this is her little sister, Cinnamon. She's two months old. And she's two pounds. <laughs> so... This is this is my family, you guys. And they would never do anything to upset you as the head of the household, even though there's only three of you. Never, never. They are very considerate. They even vote each other out. Yeah, they would before me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Also with us tonight to talk about tonight's episode of Big Brother 24 here at the final four, one week away from finale night, which is uh, going to be um, uh, probably ending at the same time, even though it's two hours, uh, because hopefully it won't be delayed. Uh, But with us to talk about it is Scally. How you doing, Scally? Hello. Hello. I'm good. I don't have my dog here with me. Uh, (laughs) Instead, someone just snatched my headphones out of my ear on the way to the podcast, but got Mm. them back. We're doing good. Uh, So very happy to be here. Do you guys, would you guys like it if I started the podcast instead of how I just did it with, with this? Welcome, fellow mathletes. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You know, <laughs> I would take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jasmine's distant uncle. <laughs> right. Welcome one and all fellow mathletes to the podcast. Uh, as we're going to talk through this episode, um, eh, it was a fun episode. I felt. We got through a lot. We spent 30 minutes on uh, Brittany versus Turner and who's telling the truth. Uh, And then um, that was pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) We had a video comp. And we still didn't get down to the bottom of it for Taylor's perspective, but you know, (laughs) it's fine. Uh, Initially had worried that we wouldn't even have the veto um, this episode until we had found out that we were going to. So pleasantly surprised there, but yeah, not the most eventful episode in the world. Yeah. I think what I I learned was like, I didn't know Taylor was as torn about knowing who actually did it. That's what I was going to say. The most surprising part of this episode to me was Taylor in the diary room being like, I don't know who to believe. (laughs) Excuse me. What? I don't know who to believe myself because I don't know if I believe Taylor not believing. Mm -hmm. I, I believe Taylor might be in the diary room right now playing up the, Oh, I don't know who to believe because that was her whole reason for putting the two of them on the block. And we know that Taylor loves a good storyline. Um, ah, it's certainly possible that she doesn't know who to believe. The main point of it here is that she doesn't care who she believes. Um, but uh, I, I, I will say I was surprised to hear her say it in the episode. 
Yeah, I would hope she's just playing it up for the DR. Like, yeah, you know, weighing my options. Because then if it's like, oh, duh, Britney's lying, then it's like there's no content. So I really hope so. But she did genuinely seem <laughs> torn, uh, which I was like, well, I mean, I guess Britney, all of Britney's talking is really working on her because I was personally thinking, Britney, why are you sticking to this? Just own it. Like at this point, there's four people, but it's working out for her. Yeah. I feel like the diary room will just be like, so Taylor, if you didn't know what to believe, then what would you say? <laughs> like, Let's just get all sides of this just in case. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very good point from Asia in that, like, again, they spent 30 minutes on this subplot. And if in the first five minutes, Taylor said, well, yeah, it's pretty obvious that Turner's not lying and that Brittany is, I'm not sure they can get another 25 out of it. It's, I mean, definitely another five with the with the Turner and Brittany confrontation. Um, but beyond that, like, you know, I, I think there's definitely a big chance that uh, some of this was was played up a little bit in the diary room. Um, but uh, but that really is like what we get here in the first portion of the episode. Turner is annoyed about the the flip vote. Uh, Brittany is going to say to Taylor, "It wasn't me." Taylor says, I don't know who to believe. Uh, and it's it's this whole back and forth. Yeah, it's uh, it. I was trying to think like, OK, they hadn't gone this route. What else could they show? I mean, 20 minutes of Taylor and Monty. But I don't know how we much got of that 20 minutes be. of Taylor and Monty. Yeah, that was the other half of the episode. <laughs> yeah, <Right. laughs> 40 minutes like right. Like it's just going to be some. Uh, I don't think they could show most of what Taylor and Monty have said this week on it's, primetime television. It's funny you actually that you bring this up because that was actually the other way that I was going to start this podcast was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that went on a long time, huh? It did. <laughs> oh, that was a long time. That segment. wasn't the end of it. I <laughs> cut it short. It's a long segment, huh? <laughs> I think there was another full half of that, uh, actually, because that was all before they said a word, really, to each other. Uh, we have time to fill. Like, let's get that royalty-free music out there. It's fine. <laughs> and look, look, maybe th maybe this is just an intentional contrast, uh, you know, to previous showmances uh, this season. Um, so uh, yeah, to, uh, Kyle and Alyssa, <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to have the song that long. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, so uh, we do get uh, again, like Brittany is going to talk to Taylor about nominations. Monty's going to talk to Taylor about nominations. They, they, you know, conveniently left out that the nominations don't matter at all until after they did the nominations. And then Taylor was like, so the nominations don't actually matter. <laughs> um, but the real meat of this here is that Brittany is going to, or Turner is going to have a confrontation, so to speak with Brittany where uh, he's just like, hey, so are we going to, you know, chat? Like, I just feel like you kind of voted a, a, a certain way and I voted another way. I... Thoughts? <laughs> 
See, I love this because I feel like usually Brittany leaves a good hmm, 80% of her conversations crying. So the fact that she came here and Turner's the one leaving crying and she barely had to say a word was kind of fun for me. Um, <laughs> I wasn't hating it. Like just the like, thank you for your comments and walk out like didn't need to say any more. And she knew that there was no nothing to be gained there. Obviously. I've seen this before, right? I watched it on the feeds. I relate it to you in the live feed update. This is one of the moments. It's not doesn't happen that often. This is one of the moments where watching it on the show was even better because they left in all the pauses. Those were real pauses. Oftentimes, the episode will edit in fake pauses to make things more awkward than they actually were. In this instance, they kept the pauses. They actually, if anything, made it slightly less awkward than it actually was. But what I loved about this is that there was a there was an angle here of Britney's face that I I did not fully uh, I was not fully able to grasp when watching the feeds. Uh, Britney's face in this interaction is so stone cold. It is so good. I loved it so much. Uh, as he's just like, I just feel like you're really slimy. I feel like you did this despicable thing. I don't think I have a lot of respect from it. And she's just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Props to her. Cause I, I would not have been able to not like bust out laughing or just cause just pure like lack of anything to say. <laughs> she was able to just act as if he wasn't speaking words, her direction. It's just like, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the look of a woman who's about to like go to a job that she hates every day. Like she was just completely cold in the mirror, just had no expressions and just like, I'm going to have to do this for the next week. And it's not going to be fun, but like I'm not giving anything here because I can only lose. There was nothing to be gained. This was big. Like um, I, what, what do you call the people that like uh, like uh, go to uh, cops and they just like plead the fifth or whatever? They're just like uh, like what? Like. What are the charges, officer? Like, they just don't say anything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say anything to you. I have rights. Um, big that energy from Brittany with Turner. She's like, I'm not going to incriminate myself. You can you can talk at me all I want, all, all you want. But I'm just going to sit here in silence and not give you any ammunition. That's the best part, though, because she's already had the conversation with her, with him that's incriminating, saying, Oh, I'm voting, you know, I'm voting to keep Taylor. Why not do a sympathy vote? And the fact that she thinks, oh, Turner's not going to think about that. <laughs> when we think about when he's thinking about, oh, who, how can he blame the vote on me? She's thinking from this point on, am I going to say anything? Because even if she does say anything, all she has to do is continue to lie. But she's just like, no, not now. Yeah. She's walking a line where it's like, she could burn him even further. Like, not that she's going to get his jury vote, but just like <laughs> just pissing him off for no reason. And then also just like if she were to just admit it, like it was bad enough when Turner goes up and like repeats this conversation and gives so many details that it comes off extremely believable. If she were to just have like a very frank conversation of why she did it, like he would have all those details to be reporting back to and it would be very believable. So <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the fact that he doesn't really have a whole lot to give, though, like it's a very accurate story. It definitely much better for her. Yeah. I mean, her only other option here, because I, I agree. I think that like, Playing into it and being like, 
yeah, I did do it. So what, Turner? What are you going to do? They're never going to believe you. Uh, like, that's not that he's going to be able to relay that. And that's like a weird thing to make up, um, which, by the way, if you're going to make it up, go big. Um, <laughs> the only other the only other way through this, right, is if she fully plays into the other direction and she's yes. just like, Turner, what are you talking about? Are you seriously? Well, we are alone right now. Are you trying to pin this on me while we're alone? What is wrong with you? Are you trying to gaslight me right now? You are you are ridiculous. Uh, and start just like breaking out into tears. Like, I can't believe you're doing this to me, Turner. And then she runs up and goes, can you believe what Turner is doing to me right now? Yeah, gaslight gatekeep girl boss is something that I can definitely see Britney living by. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't got it in a in a DR yet. The, the ultimate gaslight is to accuse the other person of gaslighting. <laughs> well, you gas you gaslight them about gaslighting. <laughs> it's too much gas. Yeah. Oh gosh, Turner was even just nervous to even talk about this because he was just like, you know, okay, personally, you're fine. Okay, but okay, game wise, um, <laughs> like instead of someone who's like super direct and is just like, Brittany, why did you do this? Like, I know you're going to turn it on on me, but you have Turner who's just like smiling through this. And he's like, okay, I'm going to talk through this. I, okay, good gameplay. He's like talking through every single th thought as it enters his head because he's just like, okay, I'm doing this right now. Um, I'm, uh, this is a little awkward. I'm not going to admit, but uh, it's, uh, but then, and, and then you have Brittany. So that was just, the whole scene was just gold. I, I got to say, I feel like, I feel like Brittany had some points in the diary room. Uh, like yeah. Turner, Turner is one to talk. Uh, his track record is not great when it comes to his friendships in the game. Uh, to talk about being being slimy and not not being respectable. Uh, like um, like look, everyone has their own moral compass, Turner. But if you turn that compass to yourself, I don't think it's pointing uh, in the right direction. Um, so I, I don't know if I like uh, I don't know if this is the right way to go. Yeah, he could take issue with the method as if someone would not just like float the same exact method by him. And he would say, yeah, OK, that makes sense. I'll do that. Like <laughs> he would go ahead and be totally on board for a plan just like this. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to go upstairs and uh, tell Monty and Taylor what happened um, and gets emotional about it. Uh, and, uh, and it's like, again, like, look, I get it. it, it I, I can empathize with his emotion here. It was a difficult thing to do. He thinks that he was doing the right thing for his game to vote Alyssa out. I disagree. Um, but, uh, I'm sure that was difficult for him and I'm sure that this is an emotional moment, but at the same time, like, where are the tears for Alyssa? Like why? Like it was difficult for you. Imagine how difficult it was for her, considering that you continued to lie to her up until the moment it happened, like, you know, uh, that's where I'm like, okay, you know, like, uh, I feel like you're feeling for yourself a lot here and uh, you're feeling for yourself because you hurt other people. And I feel like that's not the right way to feel for yourself uh, or in that situation. Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit twisted because <laughs> even his logic with explaining it to them, she was trying to use friendship, my friendship to get out her friendship. <laughs> it was just like too much. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 Turner, sweetie, why are you mad? <laughs> and it, you're right, Taryn. It's all because of just him, because he yeah, 
there was literally no reason to lie to Alyssa to the very end. It's yeah, it's just very much just like uh, like stabbing somebody and being like, you don't know how hard this is for me right now. Okay, (laughs) it's just this is a very difficult emotional thing to do right now. And I could really appreciate some support from everyone else that is watching this. Um, It's like. How about the okay? It's that's fine. Yeah, you tried to use my friendship as if that's not like forty-five percent of Big Brother at least. Like at <laughs> least, yeah. like it is a lot of the game of Big Brother is using people's friendships. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Back that fire down, nineteen. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so we're going to get to the nomination ceremony and, uh, I will say one thing that they kind of slid in here during all of the Brittany and Turner stuff is Taylor talking about wanting to be the first, uh, black woman to win the game. Um, she's already, you know, in an elite group of uh, black women to have made the final three in the first place. She's hoping to make it to the final two. She's hoping to win the game. Uh, her ideal path to get there is to be sitting next to Brittany, but, We'll see if she's able to accomplish that. Um, but definitely queuing up this um, this goal for Taylor, which I think is important because it is a huge motivating factor for her. I think it was a huge motivating factor for her to, to, to come on the show in the first place. Um, so the fact that she is here and close to her goal um, is uh, I wasn't I honestly wasn't really expecting this to be a part of the episode, but uh, I'm glad it was because it is definitely a huge part of her story at this point. Yeah, and I did notice that on the edited version, she did include Monica, but yeah. I'm not sure that she did I noticed did on the that feed. that was dubbed in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a second. <laughs> it's like, okay, because I was thinking that, but then I, when I saw it on the feeds, but I was like, you know, Taylor's a new, like she binged it. She may not have seen every single season, obviously. And that's okay. You know, she uh, she fell in love with the game recently, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm so glad that they they put that in there because that means that the show acknowledges that. And then the fact that she said the first black woman of a regular season, beautiful mm. acknowledgement to Tamar. Love it. 
Yes. Uh, I'm just imagining the conversation in the diary room. They're just like, uh, hey, can we just get you to say Monica? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Who's that? No reason. Just can you just say it? Uh, <laughs> So uh, post nominations, we get another scene and it's just another scene of Brittany lying to Taylor about the vote. Uh, is he really saying that I did it? Is he really doing that? Uh, I got to say again, though, I appreciate Brittany in the diary room being, being like, so I suspected that he might say this because, well, it is the truth. So... <laughs> I just I just appreciate like she's such a disaster here, but I appreciate that she's really just out here doing it. You know what I mean? She's just like, like what are you doing? I don't know. But whatever it is, like uh, I, I'm enjoying watching it. Ooh, guys, it's not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the story of Britney's game. Um, you know, it's been rough for a while. I feel like when you make a move, uh, as complicated as this one, uh, the, you, and think that, and like the result is so predictable, you can really prepare what you're going to say in response. And so she knew how Turner was going to react. She knew that he would be like telling the truth, and all she had to do was prepare that like incredulous, like how dare he? I can't even believe that anyone would believe that. Like no shot. And so uh, I think it was easy to prepare her uh, retort. Yeah, and I prefer this so much more than if she were like, oh, I haven't lied to a single person, like just own it, which is what she's doing it. But it's pure chaos. So, you know, that gives us some entertainment. I, I will say she's definitely more entertaining on the episodes than on the feeds. Uh, so I do enjoy these DRs. Mm. And uh, that's going to bring us to uh, the next segment in the episode. Welcome, fellow mathletes. <laughs> I was, I literally just got done complimenting their voiceover work for the mm -hmm. horror themed HOH. I thought it was excellent. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, this one, uh, I feel like it's actually decent. I feel it's tolerable in. Welcome, fellow mathletes. Like, that's it. If that was it, if that was all of it, and then they transitioned to a regular voice, I would have been like, okay, I'm on board. That was silly and fun. Um, but man, the entire rule set was explained in this voice. And oh, man, was it not? It was. Ooh, guys, it's not looking good. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> mm, it was a little rough. I mean, we could have brought in like Kevin G for the uh, mathletes comments. But otherwise, I feel <laughs> like it was, you know, again, a time filler. Let's explain every single rule in detail. Have three people in the diary room re-explain the rules to us to what is a pretty simple competition. Right. They doubled down and had Brittany on top of it with her voice fluctuations. <laughs> Flashback to last Wednesday's recap. That was amazing. <laughs> Mike and Rob. Uh, but yeah, she the, that uh, the voice. Yeah. Like you said, it was great uh, for for something that was short. But the fact that we kept getting it, it was a, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> was so. This competition was wild to me uh, because first of all, I actually, I thought it was pretty good mm -hmm. for a final four competition. I thought it was pretty good. I think that the, the biggest issue I had with it was uh, the running back and forth. 
um, you know, any physical component uh, I'd like to cut down on as much as possible uh, for a competition of this import level of importance. But uh, I feel like most people, they can run back and forth and be mostly fine. This is not like the uh, slingshot Final Four veto in BB21 where they were running the length of like the backyard every time they went to run uh, back and forth. Um, so for the, for the most part, I felt like it was fine. And I was thinking about this. This had to have been, in my opinion, at least, as long as you know, as long as you, you know, you've got your base level of like mechanical engineering degree uh, level of math. Um, this is the easiest Final Four veto I think we've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just a straight days quiz, basically, with a little bit of math added onto it. And so I guess for a little bit of context, uh, knowing your days is like the most basic baseline thing that any player of Big Brother should know absolutely 100% down. They should have everything memorized. Uh, They shouldn't have to do math to figure it out. They should be memorizing their days. You have 74, 75 days to figure this out, like uh, to, to, to make, to do these memorizations. It's very like, this is what you should be doing. You should be studying uh, worst case scenario. You can do a little bit of math if you need to, but you should know your days from there. You usually get tougher questions like, uh, like how many times did this person play in the veto prior to this? Um, and like, that's when that base level of day knowledge needs to be so solid that you're able to then think, okay, let me play in this veto, play in this veto. Um, that's what these kinds of competitions have been in the past. Even going back all the way to Big Brother, at least 16, uh, they had those kinds of like more difficult questions, even though it was relatively simple in terms of the physical component. Uh, it then got a little trickier when they started introducing the component of pressing a button a certain amount of times to add up. And the slowest person to get there would be like down a point or eliminated or whatever. Um, and there was usually a physical component to that as well, where you had to like run around a track or like uh, hit a certain like thing over here and then over here. Uh, so like, you know, physical people were able to win that often. And then it became like this weird skill competition where they had the, you know, the Frankie Grande hold up, like bring up the ball kind of thing or the seesaw back and forth that we saw last year or like a hamster wheel that we saw in season 22. These have been difficult competitions. And I talked about this on the live feed update that uh, in the last four years, ever since they changed part three of the final three HOH to straight trivia, instead of the more crap shooty, what did the juror say? The final four veto winner has always gone on to win part three of the final three HOH. And that's because in my opinion, uh, they were physical enough and uh, knew their days well enough to win part of the final four veto, which means they're going to get to part three and they're probably going to win part three because it's a very similar style of competition. So I liked this competition because there was very little physical component to it. And it was pretty simple. Anybody should be able to ace this. And then it's just a matter of who does their math fastest, which is kind of cool, right? The issue is these players completely failed their assignment. (laughs) Like they have been studying. Brittany has been studying. Monty has been studying. Taylor has been studying. Clearly Turner has not really been studying. Um, This had to be one of the worst final four veto performances we have seen in a very long time from the collective group of house guests that we watched here, Aisha. Yeah. Cause I was thinking if Michael had been in this competition, 
the way he would have wiped the floor with it, they probably still would have been putting putting things down to put the, to put the number like I, I I now see how he was able to win nine competitions not to take away from his ability but this is what we're working with because oh my gosh I the it, it was astounding that knowing Monty like had the POV the fact that he changed it back to an incorrect answer I was like oh we're in for the long haul because that's the winner who just Monty, put an incorrect answer. Monty has been bragging on the feeds about how he's so good at math and the fact that he won that competition proves how good he is at math. Uh, and we know that he got one wrong, but the fact that he got it, he got an, he got the addition wrong. Uh, and that's what caused him to then change one of his correct answers to an incorrect answer and take much longer, uh, is wild. Cause he's the only person I remember seeing getting the math wrong. Everybody else always had incorrect days. Uh, he's the only person that I saw actually get the math straight wrong. Yeah, I was watching this week like, oh, Monty like knows, knows his days. Like, I didn't know this. And then we had this episode. I'm like, or like everyone else doesn't know them also. So I guess that's more of where we're leaning here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, one element they could have made it way more challenging is take away the chalkboard. I understand yes, it was a nice aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> it was great to have. But anybody... Any, I, I would hope that anybody that is in the Big Brother house, they can put two numbers on top of another two numbers and add them up, right? You'd Keep think. Going. I can think I of 10 think. house guests at least right now <laughs> <laughs> from this season alone. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think this was very illuminating in a few ways, right? First is that this was basically Britney's comp to lose in the same way that the final five HOH was Alyssa's comp to lose. Um, this should have been Britney's competition. She studied more than anybody else left in the house. Um, and she clearly was uh, going to win. Um, the problem is that she had one day that was incorrect. Uh, and she has been studying wrong for a while with this day. And this just made me think because she often studied with Michael. So I'm just going to throw out a conspiracy, a little Ooh. bit of a conspiracy theory, right? Uh, if you've ever played the game Jade Empire uh, from the from the developer Bioware, uh, there's a there's a there's a fun fun little uh, plot element in that game where uh, you know somebody uh, essentially teaches intentionally teaches a weakness in uh, in one of their their allies, so to speak. Uh, what if Michael intentionally taught Brittany a one wrong day so that uh, so that he knew that she could never beat him in a day's competition at the end and cut him. Uh, has this was this a weakness that was implanted into Brittany from from early on? I will be listening to Michael's deep dive very intensely to, <laughs> to find that out. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> feel like maybe he threw a couple of days in there one seems like uh really gotta hope that one day comes up and if it doesn't we're done for but maybe there's like six or seven and only one of them hit because <laughs> it has to be something that happens that wasn't an hoh or a veto because he's like oh she could easily figure that out but it's just like you know when random things happened mm -hmm. that's that's a strategy yeah. Uh, to be clear, I don't think Michael. Uh, 
<laughs> so uh, Brittany gets this one one day wrong. And just like that, she's going to not be able to win this uh, this veto competition. Um, now, when it comes to Taylor, she got her own HOH wrong uh, right out of the gate. Um, she gets she ends, up, she ends up getting two wrong, two incorrect days um, for her first buzz in. But I think she was going a lot slower than Monty was because she ends up having her first buzz in in the second portion of the veto, uh, which was a lot longer than most of the people in the in the game, except for perhaps uh, Turner. Um, now, uh, Monty also got two incorrect answers when he first buzzed in. And then, as we saw, messed around a bunch with uh, trying to change up his answers. So when it comes to Taylor versus Monty in a day's competition, they do seem relatively on par. I think Monty out sort of like hustled her uh, in terms of just like going faster and doing perhaps the math faster, whatever the case may be. We saw Taylor uh, attempt far fewer um, buzz-ins. Maybe that was just editing, but in general, she seemed mostly on par uh, with Monty, it seemed. Turner, on the other hand, was by far the most embarrassing performer here tonight because this guy knows the show. He has had 70. He even put, I think at one point, one of his answers was 74, (laughs) which was yesterday (laughs) after the veto competition. (laughs) Ridiculous. And he was... Mm -hmm. He was doing the math manually in the moment to do like Turner is not going to win the final three HOH. Let me just say this right now. Turner is not going to win the final three HOH. If he is doing the math every time he gets one of those questions, he is not going to win that competition. And that's a difficult competition to perform poorly in. In the last three years, only three incorrect answers have ever been given. And those all three incorrect answers were from separate people. Each score was eight to seven, eight to seven, eight to seven, because they're such easy questions. And yet they're still more difficult than this competition's questions were. And you're kind of on a time schedule and you don't have chalk in front of you to do math and put out like color coded like letter uh, initial nicknames for all the stuff uh like this was this was embarrassing turner what are you doing how have you not figured this out already yeah we've seen turner luck into getting numerous answers right in, in booth <laughs> competitions before this so like i don't think that uh everybody's guy turner really had the best track record on this type of competition before i'm not super surprised uh i think that probably will continue moving into the future uh where he's not really given like a multiple choice option you know what i bet you turner was like let me just beat the system all I have to remember, like he said, all I all I know are the HOHs and the vetoes. If I, as long as I know those days, I can figure it out on the spot. And he probably thought he was so clever doing that and totally missed the fact that competitions are in the moment right there. Julie saying we need an answer, not Okay. Like you don't have time to count on your fingers. Uh, but that's I mean, if if that's all he studied up to this point, I don't know if now after this veto, he's like, wait, I need to re redo this. Cause a lot of what we've seen from Turner is a lot of blank stares, and I don't think he's studying beyond what he has been doing. That's the thing, is that now that I've seen this competition and his method for figuring out the answers, I'm like, okay. So obviously after this comp, he started studying. And then I'm like, wait a minute. 
I've seen him after this comp. He hasn't been studying. No, I did not think that Turner would be changing his stripes. It was going to be more of the same. We were going ahead. Like, I just... He thinks it's fine. Like, oh, yay, we're getting to the final like three and we're going to be happy and moving forward. Like, it's not really, you know, math's not math and for Turner. It'll figure <laughs> out what will happen when it happens. <laughs> Man, we'll see. Oh. So uh, I just thought this was interesting. Of course, uh, Taylor and Monty are now two people that we know for sure are going to be competing in part in the final three HOH. Uh, so, um, so the fact that, uh, that we've seen them both, I think, again, I think that they're probably, again, those questions are easy enough. They both got too wrong initially. I think they're both equally competitive in that part three of the final three HOH from what I saw in this competition. Uh, Turner, even though he was doing the math in the moment, still managed to get the most wrong in his first buzz in. Uh, so uh, I don't think he's going to do too well. I would still give Brittany the best odds of winning part three of the final three HOH. The issue there is that she probably has the worst odds of getting to part three of the final three HOH as part parts one and two tend to be very physical. Uh, so um, just some interesting things to note from this particular competition. Uh, just, uh, uh, just embarrassing all around in terms of uh, performance here. Like, come on guys, we gotta, we gotta do better. Yeah. The Monty has no foot to stand on to brag about this performance. This is one where you take the veto, you hold it and you don't talk about this competition again because <laughs> that performance, like he needs to sit in his thoughts to see what he just did. Monty was so pumped up about this dude. Like he <laughs> was feeling himself so hard after this competition. Uh, he was like, I gotta go work out. I gotta, the bear's gotta come out. I gotta feel it. I gotta lift some heavy he waits. Um, it's like this. This is why he wanted Michael Conn. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he can flex his addition skills. Oh, boy. Um, so, yes, Monty is the final four veto winner. And uh, this is not good for Brittany, as she says to Taylor, like, I think I'm I think I'm a goner. I think he's going to evict me. Uh, and Taylor says, don't worry. I'm going to work on this. Don't forget the bear growl before the music started. The bear growl starts the music. Yes. Uh, I thought about including that, but uh, it wouldn't, it it wouldn't last as long in future seasons to have this ready to go. If I had the bear growl deserted. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, guys, it's not looking good. It's <laughs> <sighs> a lot. So, uh, 20 minute deep dive on this segment, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I mean... What what a whirlwind of uh, the fact that the first time we saw it on the episode was only Thursday because it's only it's uh, what five days old and they are kissing like they have been together for six months and a passionate love affair. It's just, it's just it's hot and heavy. How? It's a lot to watch. How did this happen? I'm like, get out of his arms. Get out. I don't yeah, want Asia, this. I did notice. 
<laughs> he was double arming it here. He did. He did do both arms. I was like, come on, Monty. You know what you can do with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> But he needed the support. I guess he needed to just keep, make sure he had her. You know, she's going to hold on and be up there doing everything. He had to extra security. Yeah, I mean, uh, she, she needed to make sure that he had no arms to defend himself against her campaign to uh, <laughs> convince him to get rid of Turner. Yeah. <laughs> the fact mid kiss, you know, Turner beats both of us. Wait, <laughs> how did Game Talk incorporate itself? It's just like that. Yeah, that just, it's, it's yeah, the next step in a compliment sandwich. <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, yeah. You're just you're gonna. You know what I've been thinking about? I've been thinking about Turner. Yeah, you know Turner. I just feel like you just think you can beat both of us. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. This music's playing, and Taylor says, I'm thinking about Turner. I think there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe we don't do that. Oh. <laughs> um, I hope everyone noticed that this is a play on the Who Wants yeah. to See My HOH Room <laughs> music. Just, I'll play it for you one more time, uh, just so you can uh, notice that. <laughs> Oh yeah, now you this really is, hear it. This is what we were looking for for House of the Dragon when instead of just co- straight up copying the Game of Thrones theme, we were hoping for something a little more like just a slight play on it, right? Like kind of like Succession does throughout every episode. They keep they change the same melody bits in different forms. Exactly. Exactly. Look, we've got master composers here and the Big Brother crew. Uh, I don't know it's uh, it's something about these Monty Taylor scenes that you just you you really have a hard time watching them twice you see them happen the first time and then to rewatch I was just like oh no yeah or a hard time watching them once Um, (laughs) (laughs) it depends your mileage may vary oh gosh Oh. It's just it's full of it's full of passion for sure. Like I mean, I know it's mostly lust for these two, but the passion behind like the fact it's been seventy something days. It's been since Mexico that you know they are. It, I, I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't my know. favorite my favorite part was when she uh, uh, gets on the bed and he kneels in front of the bed and she is she goes, oh, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we keep this for a little while? Um, so uh, so that's that's how we end the episode. That's it. We're going to get a couple of diary rooms. Uh, Monty tells us he's got to figure out what's best for his game uh, moving forward. So um, we will have to wait until Thursday night to see what Monty decides to do with this veto. Yeah, it's a long wait for such a a decision that's so up in the air. (laughs) Do they still think that a veto ceremony is coming? Uh, they thought, yeah, they thought it was coming today. I assume they will assume it's coming tomorrow as well, because that's the normal time that it would be. Uh, for some reason, every season people get this wrong. Even when people know the show, they're like, well, we got to have a veto ceremony uh, before the <laughs> yeah. eviction. 
It's like uh, the final four veto ceremony is the eviction. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll 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 figure it out. We'll see what they do. Um, anything else about the episode that we should talk about before we move on to some spoilers? No. Well, Taylor did say a cute guy handed her the key. I think that's like that right there is kind of like what Monty always wants to hear from her. Like he's mm. always kind of fishing for those compliments from her. And she's just like, she doesn't want to give them unless they're in, in the heat of the moment <laughs> is what I've observed. So there's that. There's that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus all right well if you're uh, if you're gonna bounce out now uh thank you for joining us of course i'm gonna be back tomorrow morning for an update and then of course on tuesday for the round table uh we've got a survivor draft coming up tomorrow night as well survivor premiere on wednesday i'll be streaming on twitch for that uh so if you want to join me and watch live uh with us uh that'll be a good time um and then uh yeah thursday is going to be the next episode uh, followed by a Friday episode, probably the recap of the recap. And then uh, Sunday night will be one week from from, from now will be our uh, finale for Big Brother 24. But uh, in the meantime, let's talk spoilers. The Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message. This is a spoiler warning. A spoiler warning means that an actual spoiler against this country has been detected and that protective action should be taken. oh my goodness so that's basically what we've been uh watching on the feeds is more of that uh but uh but here's here's some updates for you we got no new comp winners because you now know uh, that Monty won this competition. Uh, I can tell you that right after that com- conversation he had with uh, with Taylor, uh, he went downstairs and he said, "Hey Turner, I'm definitely taking you to the final three for sure. Don't even worry about it." Yeah, bromance is still on. <laughs> you know, there might be like a little bit of a final three love triangle, but at least that half is still there for Monty as well. He said, I'm going to look you in your eyes and tell you that I am taking you. So, okay, we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> um, so, yes, Monty intends to evict 
Brittany. Brittany has been coming up with a massive pitch to give him, but uh, we do not expect that it will make any difference. Um, and uh, the real um, the real intrigue here is who is going to take who to the final two in Big Brother 24. Um, Monty has promised Taylor he is taking her to the final two. He has told her this. He has not told Turner that he is taking him to the final two. Um, he even told Taylor, I'm telling you I'm taking you. I have not told him that I am taking him. These things are true. Monty has not, though, confirmed this to us to the cameras uh, or in the diary room yet. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, Taylor recently said to the cameras as well that she intends to win H the final three HOH and take Monty. Although recently she also said to the cameras that she doesn't think she can beat Monty. Uh, the problem is I think that she thinks she can even less beat Turner at this point. Um, so we will see about that, but it does seem likely at this point that Taylor would take Monty. Uh, however, certainly could take Turner if her mind changes about who she can be. Um, Turner has not really given any indication of, of who he would take beyond him continuing to tell Monty that he will take him. Um, this is the most difficult one to trust fully because obviously Monty holds Turner's, Turner's life in his hands right now. Turner has zero incentive to say anything but or to promise anybody but Monty that he would take him. Um, although I think we can feel safe in saying that he is more likely to take Monty than Taylor at this point. However, uh, they did have a conversation today where Turner asked Monty about. And Monty admitted it to him. Um, I don't have the exact quotes, but it was basically like, uh, yeah, you know, I had needs. Uh, will it last? Asks Turner. Eh, probably not. Um, and uh, Monty was a, a little bit upset because uh, she uh, she woke him up by yanking uh, the headphones out of his uh, off of his ears. Um, and uh, it was uh, not a nice way to wake up. And um, he uh, doesn't like that she uh, conducts herself in such a manner. Um, and so uh, it's possible that basically she pisses him off enough that he doesn't want to take her. But still worth noting, uh, even though he had this conversation with Turner, uh, he still did not say to Turner, and so I'm taking you to the final two uh, or anything like that. Uh, so at this time, I think it still seems as though Taylor and Monty will be taking each other. And um, given Turner's competition performance here at the final four, I think it's unlikely that Turner will even be in a position to make that decision. Um, so it's really just going to come down to who wins between Taylor and Monty, probably. Uh, Asia, what are your thoughts? I think Monty is petty enough to change his mind about taking Taylor because of this one fragile dig to his his ego. He thinks it, there is literally there is there is a reason to be annoyed in the moment to be woken up. But the, like watching it happen her taking the headphones off because he's snoring. So you're not even enjoying Renaissance. You're not even giving Beyonce the pleasure of listening to her beautiful vocals. You fell asleep to the point of snoring. You're in REM. Give me my headphones. 
in my bed. Go get in your bed. He's even moved his stuff out of the HOH room. Like that's literally that situation is the only negative thing that has happened in their relationship in the past 24 hours. And I can imagine that he he's already painted this picture of just like, I don't like how she is in front of other people. And when she's in private is different. Like he's already blown it up to that. I fully would anticipate him for it to roll over to like, I'm not even going to give you fifty thousand dollars. Why would I do that when you don't respect me? So I I don't I just I just need Taylor to take herself. Um, even if Monty comes to that conclusion that he wants to take Turner because he would rather award him the $50,000 is how he's looking at it. Um, doesn't matter. I just want Taylor to win herself there. And then I'm stress free if I think about it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He basically, he basically said, uh, reading between the lines, I think a little bit, and maybe even not having to go that far. Like the, the, she, he said the way that she acts around other people is different than the way that she acts around me. And he felt disrespected that she was on like a power trip, essentially like she respects me in private, but in public, she's not giving me the respect that I want, uh, uh, in front of other people, uh, so to speak. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, that is the thing I, I think, you know, this definitely reminded me of the kinds of conversations he would have with Terrence. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and I do think that the interesting thing is that I think that he expected Turner to respond in the same way that Terrence would like, yeah. uh, like, yeah, she sucks. Um, but I don't really <laughs> think that Turner did respond in that way. Uh, and if Turner is going to change his mind about taking to Monty to the final two, I do think that this could be the start of it. Um, not just the fact that, uh, Monty may now be with, Taylor and what does that say about who Monty might take and I'm sure Turner might start to realize he hasn't actually told me he's going to take me to the final two Um, but also just like you know for as much as we've talked about Turner being a bit of a follower here um, you know he has talked about like uh, not loving the way that people talk about like women in the past like uh, like I can't imagine that Turner is sitting through this conversation feeling like yeah she sucks go go you (laughs) Um, I can't imagine that he's loving it, mm-hmm. but who knows? I will never trust basically anyone on this cast to actually <laughs> do what they've always said. Um, so like, you know, what's in their best interest, what they've said, what anything of the sort. So I think anything could change. Uh, I feel like we've reverted a little bit, a bit on a uh, Monty and Taylor's dynamic back to a little bit where it was a couple weeks ago. Um, I think that can change. Taylor's even said before this, like, don't be a Kyle. Like, don't be up here with me, showmancing me, and then lying to me and making me look stupid. That's not happening. And I think that that will probably weigh on him. And uh, that is, like, the most faith I have in him taking her to the final two still. Um, whereas Taylor has expressed, like, blatantly to us that, yeah, I like Monty, but I want to win and I will take who I think is uh, my better chance of winning. I also think that Turner has been very happy with the fact that things turned around on his HOH for the first time and Taylor's treatment definitely started to change in his eyes starting that week. And I think that if he thinks that Monty is speaking of Taylor and not the best light in this week, he may uh, ultimately start second guessing his relationship with Monty as well. Yeah. And if he does, I could totally see him like, yeah, putting that information in his pocket. And let's say Monty or yeah, Monty and Taylor win part one, part two. Turner goes up to Taylor. I just want to tell you, 
I think you should know this and I'm not using it against him, but (laughs) I want you to know (laughs) Monty said this. Yeah. And then that's the, that's the thing, right? Uh, I, I, I did get a little bit of the sense that like Turner in this conversation, he's very easy to read. Um, you know, it, when he's with people he feels comfortable with and having conversations he feels comfortable with, he, he, you know, he's like, so this is what happened. Oh my God. This, this is happening. Uh, and when he's uncomfortable. So, um, can I, can I ask you about like a certain situation? I, uh, so like, it's, it's, it's not that hard to, yes. to, to get a sense of what turn is feeling. Uh, and I don't think, I mean, obviously it's perfectly, it's, it's, it's perfectly reasonable to assume that he was just uncomfortable in the conversation in general. Cause it was an uncomfortable conversation, but, uh, he did seem a little bit like thoughtful afterwards. So who knows exactly what impact this may have, nor do I, again, think it really matters. Cause I don't think that Turner is going to win part three of the final three HOH. If he's yeah. having to, if he's like, uh, like, hold on. Uh, there's no pen and paper. Um, how <laughs> am I supposed to? Yeah. How am I supposed to do that? This, I just have a little like slidey wheel here. Um, <laughs> how am I supposed to take notes? I, Julie, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Turner pulls out the tiebreaker blackboard for every single question. <laughs> I see it. I can see it happening already. <laughs> And Julie have to yell at him to stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's really that's really all that's going on. I mean, it's the final four, and they're sitting around for a week at this point, just waiting for the chance to vote Brittany out. Uh, so there's not a lot else happening here. Um, anything else that we should uh, talk about that you guys want to bring up? When they broke out the tie dye again today mm-hmm. for sweatshirts, I said, "Oh, I'm going to bed early tonight." there's nothing else to see yeah it's pretty much uh yeah when they break out the tie-dye that's when you know yeah it's over it's a wrap it's all over (laughs) (laughs) um all right then uh i think that's uh i think that's about what we've got um I think that uh, we could maybe talk a little bit. I, I'm, I'm a little bit curious about uh, the, the two of you, how you feel about the, the jury situation between Taylor and Monty. Do you have a, a prediction, Scally, between Taylor and Monty? Who do you think will win a jury vote? Maybe this is me just not allowing my expectations to get too high, but I think it's Monty. I, again, I don't trust anyone on this cast. I just feel like as much as we get the like, wow, now all of a sudden I'm such a big fan of Tur- of Taylor as I'm leaving the house and getting questions that maybe make me think that my treatment of Taylor wasn't the best. Um, I think that they probably woke up a little bit to the situation that was going on in the house, but I still think that some of them in particular will not love losing to Taylor and also not maybe give her the credit that is due. Uh, I think that they will be much more ready to give it to Monty. And I do think that Monty probably will take it home if that's the situation, especially if he brings her there. Oh, I, I I don't think that's the case. I, I see Taylor winning in this situation. Um, I know like obviously locked in would probably be like a Terrence and Kyle, but I, I I would think that, you know, Indy, Jasmine, they're going to go with Joseph. I think Joseph, even with the uh, they I feel like people were in the house were making more of a big deal of the Monty Joseph dynamic. I think if it's between Monty and 
and Taylor, Joseph is siding with Taylor. Um, but that, I mean, that could be an incorrect read, but I think if she has those three, she's going to have Brittany. That's four. And I couldn't see Kyle. I mean, not Kyle, Michael uh, voting for Monty over Taylor because of how Michael left. I think he's thinking I'm not voting for Turner or Monty in any situation um, because of like the one, two punch of getting him out that way, because Michael sees it as, I saved them by not putting them up and they went against that. So I, I think it would be close, but I think Taylor would take it. All right. Well, two different answers. We will have to, uh, we will have to wait and see, but uh, that is what we have for you tonight. Of course, again, I will be live tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern to update you on everything that happened today on the big brother 24 live feeds, including this um, potential breakup of Monte, uh, as uh, we you know, we may not get it. this. This might that might have been the final uh, segment of um, might be the last time we get it, and the last time they get it as well. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, tomorrow night's the Survivor Draft uh, will be on. I believe at eight thirty p.m. Eastern, some somewhere around there. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, and then on Tuesday, the roundtable, final one before the finale, we will predict the jury votes. We will rate the players one last time and try to see if we can predict what is going to happen on finale night. Then on Wednesday, I'll be live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong, watching the premiere of Survivor and The Amazing Race with Claire and Derek X. Lots of fun stuff going on there. Make sure you tune in and watch along with me over on Twitch. And then on Thursday, another episode. So packed, packed week of content here as we move forward through to the end of the season. Make sure you check out the Among Us videos I'm posting over on YouTube. Uh, House of the Dragon, I'll be watching it after this recap ends and then podcasting about it tomorrow. So make sure you tune into the Book Club podcast for House of the Dragon. Spoiler free in the first portion of that podcast. Uh, and then just find me over on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. Uh, you check out all the stuff I'm doing over there. I'll be tweeting it out. So um, and, the, and also occasionally some thoughts or two. Uh, so uh, find me over there. Asia, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Asia Like Asia. It's A-Y-S-H-A like A-S-I-A. I am podcasting about Married at First Sight with Jason Reed. We're halfway through the season. We've been having a great time. We have a Facebook page that we're up to 300 members right now. So we've been having a great time in there talking about the show. Um, so definitely go subscribe to the Love at First Sight feed uh, to listen to the Perfect Match podcast of us talking about Married at First Sight. If you subscribe to that feed, you would you will also soon get a recap of Love is Blind after the altar season two. Mary and I got together to talk about the three episode drop that happened, uh, the updates on all the couples. So we had a great time talking about that. So that should be in that feed soon. And then I'll also join Taryn on the Survivor draft. So very nervous, hoping I get the people that I want. We'll see. <laughs> um, it'll be a very fun time. Who's that, um, and that then you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space. Don't worry about it. Right. I will never tell. Um, and then if you want to see more of the pups that you saw at the beginning of the podcast, you can follow me on TikTok, Malshi Poo Sisters, or follow me on Instagram, Asia Like the Continent, posting plenty of dog content. Uh, they're my personal entertainment. 
All right, there you go. Scally, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Uh, I have recently, I was on the most recent slop, I believe. So that was a ton of fun talking about uh, uh, lots of stuff, uh, Big Brother and Big Brother Twitter. Uh, Also just podcasted more ranted about the challenge finale over on the Dom and Colin podcast. So that was an episode of television. Um, But again, anything I'm doing on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. All right. Well, that's what we have for you tonight. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we will see all of you next time. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.